Hey guys, it's Casey here to let you know about something super cool that we now have in our shop. It's a gift card. Who the F doesn't love a gift card? You know, I asked them for Christmas this year. I want a specific gift card to where I want to go, right? That way, it's such a much more meaningful gift for your loved one, for your BCBAs that you're supervising, whoever it may be. Get them a gift card to Snava. They can get anything they want in the shop. They can get the coolest merch that we have. They could get study sessions, tutor sessions, all kinds of shit up in that shop with the gift card. So go check it out in our shop. Love you. Mean it. Study notes, ABA. ABA in a little X-rated way. It's behavior, bitches. Hey, guys. It's Liat. And Casey. And we are back with episode 81. Casey, what do you have for us today? Okay, I'm so ready for this one. Episode 81. Our guest today must always be on the run because she does everything under the sun. Literally, you are threatening (laughs) Lil Wayne, okay? With your rhymes, I mean, shit, girl. Shit, girl. I I need a rap name. Yo, I love Something. it. Like, my cat's name is Lil C, so I think I'm going to be Lil C. Okay. You be Big C. Why don't you be Big C? <laughs> Big C. Okay. Big C in the his house. We got Big C in the his house dropping her on the mic because she rhymes sun and run. All right. Thank <laughs> I'm you. All right, guys. Our so, guest is cracking up already, so that's I know. Lie. Our guest, we're being too funny that our guest can't even keep quiet before her intro, but that's fine because her energy is seeping out because – when we say someone has big dick energy, this chick actually has big dick energy, like huge dick energy, like beyond BDE. This is HDE. So our guest today is very awesome, and I want to get you all excited for it. But before we do that, you know your girls like to pair themselves with some reinforcement, get ourselves excited for the episode. Um, Casey, what is our review of the day? All right. It is from an Apple review. Um and the name is hard for me, Remistaguia. I'm going to spell it R-E-E-M-A-S-I-D-D-I-Q-I. Not quite sure how to pronounce that, but we love your review. Future Snava. Hello, ladies. A friend of mine suggested me to hear you guys out, and I'm not going to lie. I was taken back by the name at first, but now I totally get it. The humor, wit, sarcasm, and support, ABA love, and your dedication to the field. I'm totally in love and something in me tells me that this is the start of a lifelong journey friendship and I will connect with the two of you one day. Either I'll be on the podcast as a guest co-host or I'm going to work at Snappa. You have no clue how much I've learned from you both and your and your hosts are so inspirational. I always find them and link with them after the show. So if you want me to come on something to get any skills in general, tell me now because I'm in prep to be on your team. Love you. Mean it. Yeah. Put that out to the universe. I love it. I love that. Um. We have a list for our team, actually. We have a wait list of people who have been wanting to be on the team. So we, it's in my head, actually. But we have a list, and we'll just add you to it. But thank you for leaving that review. It means so much. All of you guys go leave your reviews because I love them. Now, without further ado, our guest today is someone very special. And actually, I, to be honest, I completely judged the book by its cover because I was like, who is this bitch who just bought themselves a G-Wagon Mercedes on Instagram? <laughs> Fucking go her, number one. And I was like, that is cool. Um, I'm really into girl power. And I 
love seeing females do their thing and be successful. And I mean, yeah, you shouldn't just judge someone based on their Mercedes, but like, hey, just keeping it real here. I thought it was cool. But anyways, our guest today is someone when Casey and I spoke to her, we were like, that's our vibe. We need to hang out with her. So, Casey, can you tell us a little bit more about our guest? Yes, I will. I'll give the, like, kind of boring dry, and then we'll introduce her, and she can talk all more about herself. But she's a BCBA, all right? She is the founder and executive director of an ABA agency covering California and Nevada. She has supervised graduate students in pursuit of their BCBA and BCABA credentials. She's a mother-effing author of a book for parents of children with special needs. And she has counseled hundreds of families and professionals on the implementation of behavior analytic techniques. She also does something super cool that I can't wait to talk about. She's a mindset coach and behavior change motivator for millennial age entrepreneurs. Hey, that's us. She is a millennial female entrepreneur and understands the work, dedication, and endless commitment that pursuing your dream entails. Tell me that, right? Oh my gosh. So she's here to support and encourage individuals with a similar mindset to maximize their growth and potential in business. So Victoria Boone, baby, welcome to the show. Hello. Y'all make me sound so good. Oh, y'all hype me up. <laughs> We're good hype, hype men. <laughs> yeah, they call us hype men. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited. We are too. Um, so let's just back it up a little bit. Tell the people about, you know, how you got into this. Um, also, you're you're young, right? Like I feel old yeah. right now, and I'm like the shit she's accomplished. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? I just turned 27. Well, yeah, it's she's insane. like a pisher, as we say yeah, in the Jewish yeah. world. A pisher <laughs> means like she's a little pisher, like a baby still. A I'm baby. with that. I like that. I'm pishing because that's yeah. her. <laughs> no pisher. No, you're pisher. Okay, pisher it's a noun. Can okay. pisher pish? Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a pisher. Fisher, like a little, yeah, a little baby. Every time I see her also, she has a um, different Starbucks ice. It seems like iced tea always. Uh-huh, two of them. options. I have, I have multiple. Oh, I like how you do that. You don't, like, do a preference assessment. You just take both? Yeah, no, it's whatever I want. And, some, you know, like, my reinforcers change from moment to moment. So I got I to gotta stay with it. All right. That's Tell good. us about yourself. Okay, well, I'm Victoria. Hi, everyone. Um, I kind of stumbled into ABA. It's not like this beautiful love story. I graduated from high school. Oh, high school. Ooh, I did that. But I also graduated from college and <laughs> was working good. in like drug and alcohol. And it was cool, but I hated my coworkers. And so I legit like uh, I sent out I don't even know how many job applications. And I was like, I will go to the first place that hires me. And lo and behold, it was an ABA agency. So I never heard of ABA. I don't think I ever met anyone with autism prior to that position, but I was there and I loved it. I was like, yo, this makes sense. Um, I wasn't the type to get negative reinforcement and punishment and the other one's confused. Like it, everything was just super clear for me. And so I was there for two months and I'm like, this is it. So I was already in my master's program. I did my ABA coursework somewhere else. And by that time next year, I had tested and passed my BCBA. So it's amazing. I love it. I love what I do. Um, I, I love school, so I'm in it nonstop. But I would say the ABA is definitely my passion. So you're still in school, right? Aren't you still in school, girl? I live in school. I so I I have one more class left before I finish my master's in public health, and that'll another be another master's. Way. Another master's, girl. Another master's, and then uh, I wait. How many masters do you have? You mean like like today, or like how many will I have once all my programs are done? Like. like Okay, like last week, how many did you have? How many do you have today? And how many will you have when your, your programs are done? 
So, okay, last year one, today one, by the end of January, I'll have two. And I low-key just got into a speech program that I'm doing. So then I'll have three because I want to be a one-stop shop, period. So I'll have three masters and actually two doctorates because I'm at Endicott's PhD and ABA program and then Pepperdine's PsyD and clinical psych program. So I'll have a master's for every finger, you know, or a, doc, well, a degree for every finger. I bet which one do you want to use today? Yeah, oh my. Amazing. One-stop shop. I told you I that rhyme one was one. perfect. Yeah. That rhyme was One perfect. I love it. You also, you, you started your own business, right? You opened your own clinic. I did. So we're going on, it'll be year four next July. And, um, Kind of know she was like 13. That means she was like 13 when she opened her (laughs) clinic. I mean, like, (laughs) yeah, well, I passed my BCBA 2017. So, what is that? I was 20, I was almost 24. I was 23 going on 24. And then I started the agency the year after. So, technically, I'm sorry, technically, it'll be no, no, I started the same year. Yeah. So, I'm going on four years. Um, And I was just like, I need to do something different. I really wanted to be in the nitty gritty with, um, you know, like South Central LA and like parts of LA that we weren't getting to, um, families that we, that, that my current agency, I don't feel like was grasping or just in general, like just the ones that were slipping through the cracks. So yeah, my first client was in Compton. I am in Calabasas and your girl was commuting back and forth, but I was, I was committed. I loved it. I still love it. And so fast. So I was year one, middle of 2017 by the end of that year i had like six seven clients and i was hype i'm like oh my gosh like this is great so fast forward now i think we have about 100 and some change and wow. that's where i know i'm just like who am i when i wake up celebrate that uh, celebrate that uh, she is a kardashian like i'm sorry <laughs> like calabasas like i don't know who else lives there mine is a kardashian you're Kardashian, and not to mention chris jenner like i don't watch keeping up with the kardashians but i did happen to see some episode the other day, something was on, and she was, and Chris was wearing the sweater that you're wearing, this Balenciaga sweater. Yo, look at me! Yeah, what so is, like, see, I don't even uh, know what that is. What is Balenciaga? Girl, girl, I don't know. I wear like old navy. Okay, <laughs> it's not old navy. Not old. Navy. No, this is my this is my new favorite brand. I wear her um, all the time, all day, all the time. And uh, it's super warm. Like, yes, like the the branding can be obnoxious, but I promise you, these are the warmest clothes I've ever had. So, but like, if you're gonna pay that price for something, you should have like the prompt that people know what. No, no, it better show what brand it is. You know, (laughs) yes, that is true. That is true. So, otherwise, uh, the old navy sweater would look the exact same. Yeah, I mean, Casey, we'll have to send you something. We gotta get you something. Yeah, help me out. Help me out over here. She's like, what is Balenciaga? Okay, this is exciting. So I, I, I want you to, to get into how you started all, you know, I mean, the entrepreneurial thing, I, like, I, I think I kind of get it because it's like once you start one thing, I mean, it's what we've done with study notes and the bitches and pair ABA, any of these things. Once you've started one, you kind of get into the flow. And it, like, I understand the idea of serial entrepreneur because like your ideas flow off one another. Mm-hmm. And like you, you learn like what behaviors are reinforced, what are punished, right? Like which things work and which don't. Um, so I want to know from start. So starting off, right? You, was it one clinic you opened? 
Well, I would say maybe for a year and a half, we had no clinic. So I had like this little office in Burbank, California, but I was going to homes. So I would, I had one private pay client. I was doing parent training with her every weekend and then another kiddo in Inglewood. And like, that was it. So I didn't get my first clinic until Nevada. So Nevada got a clinic before California did, even <laughs> though we started here. Um, but yeah. What I was mean, the reasoning that for that? What was the reasoning? So cost of rent? Yes. And I felt like, so when I got the office in Burbank, I'm like, okay, great. I can have kids come. It'll be great. And literally the moment I got the office, every parent wanted in home. So I'm just like not even using, I'm not even using this office. And so I was like, okay, let's try getting rid of it and see what happens. And that just worked out better. And I feel like because I'm in California, if staff need to meet, need to get something from me, I can meet them. Well, pre-COVID can meet them at a Starbucks or, you know, like we, we made it work. We go out to dinner or that kind of thing. Whereas in Nevada, because I'm out of state, I wanted a place. I wanted like a, a specific place to go to meet staff, to have, to do meetings, to, to do all of that. So um, they're pretty independent though. They have their own clinical director. And um, I, so there's a lot that I, don't have to do because my staff there are so awesome, but I just wanted um, like a, a central meeting point. It's nice to have that like touch base. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's so cute. Like my sensory room is my favorite. I love it. Send us That's a pic. Awesome. I'll post it on, I'll post it on the gram. We can show oh, people what a good you. sensory room looks like. It's cute. Amazing. Okay. So you started with one clinic. Now, you are franchising these yeah. clinics, am I right? Aren't you like the first something of something of something? Yes, girls. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, we are so we're franchising the Hamilton Center. It's called Spectrum Therapies. That'll be the franchise branch, and that would make me the youngest franchiser, female franchiser in the U.S. That's so, amazing. like beyond beyond so, ABA. Yeah. Period. Period. We're speaking in periods, not just ABA. Period. That's huge. I know. And wow. I actually haven't told anyone that before today. So shout out. Whoa, to it's you, know, you heard you, it you here. You told me. You told me. That's how I remember. Oh, you're right. You're right. On the low low. But that it was, was down low, was, remember? Yeah. It was yeah. incredibly down low. Oh, it was. And that then was I just high. then I just announced it. So yeah, give zero fucks. No, it's exciting though. I mean, it's the right time. We just finished all the the legal nitty gritty stuff. So like literally it's, it's ready to go. I'm excited. I'm excited. You deserve it. You put the work in though. That's what, I mean, you don't, you, Thank you, you. this doesn't just happen. It's not just given to you. Right. You, you it's do really not. And you know what? I feel like in our programs, like shout out to our master's and doctoral programs, but they don't really teach you a lot about the business side of it. And so the mm -hmm. first year and a half too, I was like, well, what the heck? So if I can help someone else who's interested in the clinical stuff, interested in management, but is like trying to navigate, like, do I need a group and an individual MPI? Like, how do I do this? How do I do that? Like, I can, I can help them with that. So it's just a way to give back because we got to, we got to serve our peoples. Right. We, have, we need more BCBAs. Yes. And like hey, the business side. We are avidly working. Okay, Victoria, we oh, are. Yeah, y'all are literally. <laughs> we are teaching this shit. All right. <laughs> oh, I just got your, your cute little tie dye shirt from the Etsy store. I you did? In the other room, yeah. And I got my best friend one and your Watson Skinner, like the cute little bag. And I handed it to her and she already had it. I'm like, girl, <laughs> what, what is it? She showed up in the shirt. I'm like, come on. Come on. That's oh, really funny. Fine. Our peeps are loyal, okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are. They are. I love it. Okay. So something else that you've done really cool that, I mean, 
it's just crazy. I ordered your book after we talked because I was just had to have it. And first off, the the feeling, like the cover itself, is so it's soft. soft. It's like you. so something you want to hold and you want to open before you even know what what is in there. So that's genius on your part, right? Sensory, feel yeah. good. It's 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 called positive parenting for autism. So like obviously we got to have some good sensory things in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a whole ABA vibe. Thank and you. I just, yeah. I, I read it and it, it's actually taught me things of how to explain things to my students better. So, oh, like, how cool. Yeah, like you write stuff so um, like clear and simple and without that, you know, crazy jargon and you give great examples. Um, so tell us about that process of writing this book. Thank you. That was, woo. first of all, let me say that was a, the, the fastest thing I've ever done. It was about an eight to nine week span from oh. beginning to end. Girl, I was dying. And um, I did it during the start of my doctorate program. So I was literally writing that book in between classes. Um, I actually, in my doctorate program, we had to take an ABA-ish course. And so because I was a BCBA, I got to waive that. And literally that time slot was my writing slot. So I would go to school, and then I'd go to work and then I'd literally go home and I'd write till about two or 3 a.m. And uh, so definitely one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, definitely harder than dissertation, but yeah. it was it was so fun. I'm so proud of it. Um, I kind of got an, uh, an email out of nowhere and it looked really shady and it was like, hey, we think that you might be good for this book. And I'm just like, is this real? Is this not? Let me just, you know, let me, let me see, let me see. And I responded and it turned out to be real. And so I, I finished the book and then that same week I'd already planned to quit my old job and do Hamilton center full time. And uh, everyone that's her, that, that's her clinic. Oh yes. The Hamilton center. It's cute. It's cute. So I, yeah, I quit my you job. You gotta say I, that girl. Cause it doesn't match your last name. So people aren't like it, Boone yeah, Hamilton. It's a, you know? different. it's a little different. It's my mom's maiden name. So it's like a little ode to the fam since I can't carry on the name in like the literal sense. I'm carrying it on in the uh, financial, special ed, psychological, behavioral sense. Speech Perfect. therapy sense. Every every direction you go. I know. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, but I'm looking for uh, PT and OT, you know, so if anyone's I've always but. wanted to do um, PT and OT, too. Like, when I was an undergrad, I was a rec, th a rec therapist, and I, I secretly just wanted to be in PT and OT the whole time. Like, I loved it, but I was like, damn it, why didn't I go that route? You still can. You still yeah, can. Well, coming from the words of you, still can. Of you yeah. <laughs> Get you another doctorate. <laughs> of course, you still can. That's uh, amazing. So, yeah, I, first of all, I say you should do it. I'll send you some schools. Uh, that would be great. Second of all, yeah, so I, I, I basically sent the book in to my editor, put in my two weeks at my job, went on a really nice vacation, and then when I came back, Hamilton Center was like my bread and butter. And so um, I used the money from the book and I sold my grandparents' house. And that was literally like what carried my payroll and my expenses for like six months until it caught Took speed. Off. And yeah. So it was fun. I did it out of this little one bedroom in a condo that I was renting. And I was like, it's going to happen. We're going to do it. And it's been done. It's still doing it. Yeah. So talk about like your approach with parents because I feel like that's a big part of what you do and like maybe your favorite part of ABA but parent training and I find it so hard so I would just like you to talk about 
I do. I love the parents. I love the parents. Uh, I also love the kids with like a lot of behaviors, but I think the parents are, are probably my my favorite. I think, and and a lot of it is uh, from the psych perspective too. Like parents that have kids on the spectrum have four times the rate of um, anxiety and depression diagnosis. So for me being uh, both a behaviorist and someone who's getting their doctorate in psych, like both are important to me. And so if I can help you on the behavioral side, and then that reduces the criteria that you're meeting on the psych side, like it's a win-win situation. So I think with parents, I'm just really kind of how my book is the way, the way that it reads is the way that I talk to parents. So I don't do the whole jargon thing. I meet them where they're at. Uh, you know, I'll code switch and use my Ebonics as necessary as needed. And mm-hmm. I just try to, I just try to bring it to their level. I think, I think that's important. You have people in your home, sometimes like 40 hours a week, depending on like the intensity of your kids' services, like y- you have to feel comfortable with them. And so I think that there's a really thin line between, of course, like being professional, but being warm and welcoming. And I, I think that I do a good job of, of staying on it, but really it's just about finding what works for that parent. So are you the parent that likes to read and we talk about the chapter you read? Are you the parent that wants to know exactly how to do every single program and you want to learn the whole prompt hierarchy? Are you the parent that wants me to fuck off as a VCBA? So I'm going to try BS. Like, what's up? What's up? Okay. What's up? Because now we're talking. Wait, about- so go back to this Ebonics thing. So like, is this yes. a, a matter of pairing or creating like something with your clients so that you're speaking, um, what's comfortable to them or in the same language, what is it? And give me an example of like how one sentence you would say in one way and one sentence in another way for different parents. Ooh, this is a fun game. This is like, uh, anecdotally, it is like the language of the black community. Um, so, you know, maybe in the HR room, I'm speaking, you know, and all of my words are complete from beginning to end, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, maybe I'm talking to my friend and I'm like, you know, is we finna hang out later? Yes or no. So is we finna would not put that in the book, but is we finna would definitely send that in a text. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it just, it really depends on the parents. Like, obviously not every parent is going to even know what Ebonics is, or they're going to look at me like, do you have a degree? Yes or no. But it's really not, it has nothing to do with level of education. It's just. I think it's also like a pairing thing. Like, to be honest, like I know, like, like Judaism is such a part of my life that when I am talking to someone who is Jewish or like, there's a lot of like religious Jews around where I live. Mm-hmm. I would I would talk about commonalities, you know, like within things like, you know, so maybe you're going to shul and you're davening, which are like all Hebrew words, meaning like you're going to synagogue and you're praying and your child's engaging in this, you know, or whatever it is. It does create that familiarity and that mm-hmm. sense of comfort that it's like, you know, like what's going to resonate with these parents and like align with what things they would typically talk about or to make no, you feel more comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, comfort, exactly. I was in a CEU yeah, event. No, you know what were you saying? I was in a CEU event, CEU event this weekend, and one of the things they talked about um, for, again, creating that relationship is dirtying up the language. Like, in the sense of, like, it's okay if you maybe say shit, right? With, you get you bond with the parent, and, like, then it, it kind of, like, makes you a little bit more real of an individual. And, yeah. and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I feel, like, and just, like, I don't know, having that soft skills and that empathy for parents and just like coming down off your pedestal, it brings you down off the pedestal when you can just kind of shoot the shit with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it, it, it really is, it is a form of pairing, you know, and, um, and there's an understanding there. Mm-hmm. 
I can't remember, I was listening to a talk at UCLA and they were talking about how um, because of the way some kids in the black community speak, it gets coded incorrectly on the ADOS. And so a lot of times oh, yeah. as we speak, and that is literally like, of course I'm the phrase is eluding me now, but it is a part of Ebonics. Like it is a way, it, it, it's a method of speaking. And so- Isn't there like some assessments? I don't know if it was like in a psychology class I took or behavior class. There's assessments that actually do account- because they'll be like, oh, this kid, this kid doesn't have the word peach, but they've never seen a peach. Or um, same with uh, Ebonics, like, because some of the things are like, it's not that it's wrong, right? It's just that, so they're, they were getting everything counted as incorrect. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens a lot. But yeah, like with peach, I don't, I can't tell you the first time I saw a peach. Like, I'm there are peaches in Hawthorne, I'm sure. There are a lot of peaches in Calabasas, but had you asked me that when I was five or six, I don't know what my answer would have been. So yeah, it's yeah. about it's about really being, I think, culturally congruent and 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 culturally aware with the groups that you're working with. Is there something that you uh, plan for with staff? Like, how do you guys hold like um, like you just said, culturally congruent? But like, do you have trainings and stuff with your staff? You know, we do. Uh, but the interesting thing is that most of my staff are women of color, specifically people of mm -hmm. color in general, but um, like, for instance, and I didn't plan it this way now that I think about it. And it's not like it, <laughs> it wasn't intentional, but I would say that for the most part, people are working where they live. So they're already um, involved and meshed in those communities. And so it's it's been, I think, an easier transition. But yeah, I think it's definitely important. You know, I've talked about my story and how I got to where I am, um, you know, where I come from and why what I do is important to me. So I think it's it's just important for people to know where the person that is, I think, signing their checks and giving them training and uh, being the leader of this organization, like it's important for them to know who I am. And I, I want them to also know the clients that they're working with, too. Absolutely. And that's so important. It really is. It, you know, in big companies like this, you don't even know who's like you said, signing your checks or, yeah. or, you know, so, like, yeah. you need to know as a BCBA that you're supported in that. Mm -hmm. And I, I see that a lot with our new BCBAs are like, oh my God, like I have no idea. Like I just got thrown out in this. I had no training, like all this yeah. stuff. And like, I was when we talked to you last time, you were like, oh, I just finished an eight hour training with my staff on like all the different assessments. And we're going to do another yeah. one on peak. And I'm like, that is amazing. That's the shit I'm talking about. Like, it was so fun. I love it. Yeah. That stuff's important. I'm like, yo, everyone needs to know how to score all of these by hand. Cause mm -hmm. if Q global goes down or whatever you use goes down, like this report is not going to be late. Like I need you to understand these subscales. I need you to understand all of this. If you have a peer review, you can break down this and that. So it's just, it's really about making sure that people are well-rounded. Cause I, I, I guess I want my staff to have the training that I didn't necessarily get mm -hmm. when I was going through my program. So for sure. So if you need to know how to score Vineland or an ABAS by hand, I got you. Girl. Dude, Vineland. It's that's, my favorite. What? I'm what is sorry. it? Like, like QN or like all these different like no, like the, the Z scores, the T and the and the score comparison. I love all of that. I um, actually like seeing the end result, but I didn't really like doing the work for it. <laughs> I really like, would not have liked my training. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's day. like yeah, that's painful. Yeah, response effort high. I'm like, can we just pay for the programming <laughs> that scores it, please? <laughs> <laughs> like, what about what's your thoughts on peak you know what i did a training with peak right after i got my bcba and so 
I, I thought it was cool at the time, but I, I feel like as I've grown as a BCBA, one, I've forgotten most of it, unfortunately. Um, so a lot of it was, this, I spent this year getting a refresher on it. And two, when I did the initial training, they didn't have the PCA, like that little comprehensive assessment. So I had to learn that. I think it's awesome. I think um, I'm still trying to learn how to apply it in a way that fits best with my my staff and my clients. But I have a BCBA who loves it, swears by it. So if anything, that's like helped me get more into it. Um, I just want to learn everything. Like I think I've done almost every training under the sun this year. So make it wait, I, can I, you I, talk I, about time? Like, <laughs> like I also case yeah. every training too, but like I'm on with Casey all day long. So I understand how like she manages time. But when I, because I see her, like she's like on the treadmill in between a CE or like on the <laughs> doing a CE and like blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> How do you manage your day that you are doing so many things? Like, do you have no ADHD? I don't get it. Yo, you know what, Loki? I just, I just got diagnosed. However, they're like, this is what they told me. The doctor was like, you either have like the mildest case of ADHD I've ever seen, or you're just really, really smart and you don't have enough to do. So mm-hmm. basically, I'll, I'll tell you in a month because that's my when I have to check back in. But in terms of time, um, it's really about. I, I guess before my master's program, I would just be the kid or the person that's like staying up super late. I'm sleeping in and it just, I wasn't getting anything done. And then once I started my master's and then was studying for my BCBA, like I still have to work a full shift to pay my rent, but I also need to study. So I'd be up at five. I'd be at Starbucks studying for the BCBA exam. I'd have a school case seven to three, and then I had class four to 10. And then I'd go to Starbucks and basically close them out and then go home. So it was just like, I literally had to manage my time or things were not going to get done. Now I just get up really early. Like I love to be up before the sun is up, before the people are up, uh, before Bay is up. Like I'm up at around five, five thirty, And that is like, I would say from like five to nine 30 is when I'm hitting the ground the hardest and getting stuff done. Cause that is really precious time for me. And so um, I used to try and I think what works best is if I chunk my time and literally I have my to-do list and everything is time sensitive. So from seven to seven 30, I am doing this. And if it is not done by seven 30, I don't care. I move on to the next thing. So that's a way that I still make sure I'm putting a dent in everything, but I just do my best to chunk. Are you religious to that? Like you stick to it? Yes, I would say so. I'm trying to think of days that I don't. I'll Girl, I'm glad it. you got us scheduled in here. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, agree. Y'all, like, y'all are on my planner, on my phone, <laughs> and on my I also have a written planner. I know that's really old school. No, I do. I love written. But if yeah. I do not, nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happening. So there's something in writing it down. There is. There is. Crossing it to. off. That's yeah. Best. So I'm the queen of the to-do list. And I also have to-do lists that have my name on them. So they're like more motivating to look at. Because you just love yourself. I'm like, dang, my name. Because it has, I'll show you. It has um, all my degrees on it. And I'm just like, yo, I'm popping. Like, let me wake up and do That's my work. That's cool. Of course, I can't open it. But so, yeah, that is uh, just waking up really early. Super duper early. And having an incredible team. Honestly, like, that's really yes. the idea on the cake. So my scheduler is thebomb.com. My clinical director in Nevada is is the most amazing person ever. So I feel like without that. What's her name? Why don't you give her a shout out? 
Brie Baker, Brianna Baker. She's amazing. She's probably working right now. Uh, so is she your um, is she your Casey to your to your Liat? For sure. Well, she's one. Can can I split you guys in two? Because I have one. She's one of them. Mm-hmm. And then Kylie. She actually studied with you guys. That's the one that had all your stuff. And I was oh, like, nice. girl, like. What is the point of this BCBA welcome packet if you already have everything? So she she's the one who told me about you guys. I was like, yo, they're it. cool. They're super badass. So Kylie Holt is my other one. She's the one that's opening. Hi, Kylie. Hamilton Center. Oh my gosh, she's gonna be so excited. Uh, so she's it. opening at Hamilton Center in Arizona. Ooh, so you have in three states? Well, California, Nevada, and then we're opening Washington, Oregon, and Arizona. Girl, I you're know. generalizing. You're generalizing across settings. But guys, this is generalization <laughs> across settings. One behavior, opening a clinic across settings. Oh, look how she lists all oh her. Oh, my God. It's, if you guys can't see this, but it's a personalized to-do list that and has her says, name and her degrees on it. And MA, MPH, BCBA, LBA. I mean, I all, all I see all I see is dollar signs there. Like, that costs you a lot of money. I can't imagine how much you paid in schooling. Girl, I, I just don't look. I try not to look, you know. I know that's, I mean, I that's the one thing with, I like look at my, um, I paid off all my credit card debt and I've started like investing in my retirement, but I look at my federal loans and I'm like, oh my God. If you don't look, they don't exist. <laughs> well, they, they still exist, they but still, yeah. know, good strategy, good strategy. I yeah. love it. All right. I want to ask one closing question. Yeah. Because I get uh, questions like this a lot um, from students who reach out to me who are either new in the field or trying to find or just want to start something. And what would you say, what tips would you give young, you're already young, younger Victoria um, starting as an entrepreneur to do something um, what things, because I mean, when I asked this question, I realized like, hey, what would I tell someone when they ask me? And now I'm going to think, well, you answer. And I'm going to think what I would say. Uh, I would say to just do it. Like the biggest thing that held me back was myself and like, you know, where's my money going to come from? And what, like, it, it's just thinking about what, what you're not, not even what you're giving up, but just it's the change part of it. So for me, the hardest part was like going from knowing I'm going to get a paycheck every two weeks and knowing that this is my schedule and these are my responsibilities to yes, there's freedom with entrepreneurship, but it's also, it's, it can be scary too. You're so married to your job when you're an entrepreneur. You like, there's are, no you coming are. home and leaving it at the door. No, like if shit needs to no. get done, you need to get it done. It needs to get done, but I enjoy that. And I didn't yeah. know back then that I would enjoy it as much as I do, but I wouldn't have known that had I not just done it. And I had friends that were like, but you just need to do this and stop playing. And so that's, that's what I needed. And I, I, I mean, since then I've opened like seven businesses, they're all on the low, low, but I'm just, my money is just, uh, it's spread around. But honestly, I would just say, you just have to do it. You have to file the LLC, file your DBA name and just make it real for yourself. Like get your EIN, take the first step. You have to do it. You just you got to go for it. I love that. Now, when you were talking, I was thinking of like what I would tell someone because people ask me this and now I'll have an answer because I've actually thought about it. I don't take time to actually think about things. Um, <laughs> and I would say, number one, find a problem. Find a problem of something that doesn't exist, something that yeah. 
you actually feel like could have solved your personal problem that you had because then, because number two, I would say is you need to have passion. If you don't have passion, there is no way you are going to have the energy to work like a slave and never turn off. Like there's got to be an MO. So that's what I was thinking. Um, I do think that a lot of people, and as you said, and in one way, I am like an under planner. So like I'm someone I will just get started. I will just go and start running. And so I do a lot of like, I mean, now even with study notes, it's a lot of reverse engineering. Like, all right, let's make sure we have all this in place. Let's make sure we have actual policies. Let's make sure we have benefit, whatever, like whatever it is, you know? Um, So, but I think a lot of people, they put so much energy and finances into the getting started process. You know, like let's, let's have a, a legal document for everything that might ever come up or whatever it is. There's definitely good antecedents to have, and I could improve in that in some ways. But I also think that a lot of people don't get started because they, they're, they're not coming in fear and they're not coming into contact with the part of it that they actually love. So like mm-hmm. if I started study notes and was dealing with all the accounting and the legalities, lawyers, like legals, backend website, mm-hmm. like if I was trying to get that all perfect before I started, I would have quit. So I think yeah. people need to make sure that you're starting off, that you come into contact with reinforcements, so whether it's a clinic, like if you want to like be seeing one client first and it being yours, like do that yeah. as, as opposed to like getting every single thing in place. So that was my other thing and um, getting good people on your team as soon as you can, whether it's, I mean, you pay for it later if you cheap out on anything that goes for your actual team. Like, I don't know what I do without Casey um, and everyone we have. Hey, on boo. Um, <laughs> seriously, like <laughs> that, but that, that also goes for like who, like if you are going to have a lawyer or if you are going to have an accountant, like if you are going to get things uh, worked on your website, like, I mean, I've just learned from like trying to do things cheaper in the beginning that actually it ends up costing you more. Like how many developers did we go through and, India? I don't even know. <laughs> and they were all male and they did not believe in what we were doing until we found a female web developer who ha- is- actually has a background in special education. So oh she's, a doctor- she's a doctorate in, in special education. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shout out to her. I love it. Sarah, I, love I couldn't live life yes, without you. We love you, Sarah. I know she listens to the podcast. <laughs> Just send her this one. I totally agree with you. I mean, and I, and you know what? I, I'm thinking of like all the revamps I've done. My website doesn't look the same as when I first started. My contracts are different than when I first started. Everything is different. So it's it's not like whatever you do today, it has to hold for the next three, five years. You can always change it. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. Do it like Nike. That's right. Just do it. Like Nike. Hashtag so just get out the door. That's the hardest. <laughs> that's the, that's the hardest part. Just get out the door. Well, I will I mean, say this about you. Um, Leah, is that we are completely different in that sense. Like, in the, I would want all, everything, you know, T's crossed, I's dotted, everything that could ever go wrong protected. And she's just like, oh, we're just going to start it. And then it, when shit comes <laughs> up, we'll fix it. And I'm like, okay, okay, all right. I'm over here <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Well, do you know what my thing is? I realize I have to start a behavioral chain. So mm-hmm. it's like... Once I, so today I decided like after all this, I was like, I am 
for Hanukkah for myself, I am getting myself an organizer for my office. It's like, how many Instagram videos have I tried making organizing this office and it's not happening? So I was like, I haven't really put much thought into it or, but I'm like, let me just go ahead and reach out to someone. At least it started. Like, even if this bitch can't come forever, like you I started, started it. it. Yeah. So that's exactly it. Like Casey, we start a lot of projects and work on them at the same time. Mm-hmm. But if we don't, actually start it and just talk about it, it won't get started. Yep. Even if it's just like putting a calendar date on the calendar for like, we're going to meet and this is the time that we're going to talk about, you know, the next thing that we want to launch. Right. And it's just definitely, yeah, like just get started. Start a freaking document that you share with someone. So like things are getting put on. Right. I love that. I always just reserve a URL. So I'm like, I have come up with a business idea, or not even a business idea, a business name. So I go on GoDaddy, whatever, and I buy the URL and I'm like, okay, step one. Okay, let's have a contest real quick. How many, how many websites do you own? I buy websites. I I treat my GoDaddy account like it's my stock portfolio. Hold on, let me go. I got 10, what you got? I got 10. Actually, this idea has given me a business idea that I'm going to propose to you that I have that I think is, hold on, let's look at this. You better save the URL. Wait, I have to know how many you have because you said 10. Oh, wait, no, I lied. 11. I'm at 11. I'm at 54. You're playing. (laughs) I swear to God. I swear to God. I actually love that. Yeah. So anytime I think of an idea, that's my, that's my point before I don't really think about it. That moment, I buy it. It's $11.99. I'm like, I need to own this. I mean, this just shows. And also, it's such an interesting depiction of my ADD over time about the different things that I've done. (laughs) Actually, it's probably a good reminder for me to look through this to see which things I'm not actually like ever going to use. But anyways, this was so fun. I love it. I love it. I love it. You inspire me so much. I'm like, I do want to get my PhD. And, and you know what? And who's to say student loans should stop me? Forget them student loans. Forget them student <laughs> loans. You're good. You're good. That's like, you, I think yeah, you you're an inspiration. You are like, I can't. Just 27 and that author, business owner, <laughs> entrepreneur, supervisor, like, this whole mindset coach and behavior change motivator. I think I need to come to you. So like, I'll be on your website looking for your services soon. <laughs> come through, come through. Yeah. I'm going to um, link your website and I'm going to link your book to the show notes. I'm telling you, if you don't even, if you're not a parent for, with autism, it doesn't, of a kid with autism, it doesn't matter. This is, I'm showing it like you guys can see me. This book <laughs> is worth it for you to, even as a clinician, right? How do I break these principles down to parents, right? I need a way that's going to, this book will help you with that. It's tons of strategies. It goes through almost everything on the task list in like, it's beautiful. It's so soft. It feels good in your hands. It teaches you things. So I'm telling you, you need this book. I will link it in the show notes. Thanks. I'm excited. Yeah. My fiance's mom is reading it right now and she does not have any kids with autism. She's like, yo, this is good. I can use this on my friends. And Significant said, other. Yes. Yeah, dude. It. Generalization. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Victoria. Thank you for coming, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, you know where to find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast, on Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast. You can find us on behaviorbitches.com. 
And you could support us on patreon.com slash behavior bitches podcast. As always, love ya. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard. Because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him. And he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. Mm-hmm.